here at KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs, hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local, you will dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you'd like to join in on our discussion today, have a praise report, a prayer request, a general comment, we'd love to hear from you. That number would be 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That toll-free number would be 800-366-8883. Again, calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do direct you to dial 800-366-8883 to join in on our discussion today. Also, we are being streamed live over KKVV's website, and that web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. Also, we're being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, truly, we encourage you to go to the website address, again, for Save the Lost at All Costs, which would be www.savethelostlv.org. Click on to Radio Archives and select the date that you'd like to listen to. There's plenty of wonderful broadcasts. The gospel is free on our watch, so there's no cost for you to listen. Also, if you have a Apple device, we are being archived at iTunes as well. It's free on iTunes as well. So, again, the gospel is free on our watch. If you have a cell phone, and most of us do, I encourage you to lock in this number, and that number would be 563-999-3194. This is how you can listen to KKVV on your cell phone. You can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs right now. Again, that number is 563-999-3194, and put it under your phone contacts. It will bless you. And I think you should send it to someone else so that they can be blessed and they can listen with you. We need to support KKVV. Amen. All right. So we have a new topic for today. And I do have my Greek word as promised. So uh, the topic for today is soul journeying. Soul journeying. Okay. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Now. My Greek word for today, I'm going to spell it for you, and then I'm going to pronounce it for you. It is spelled P-A-R-E-P-I-D-E-M-O-S. Again, that's spelled P-A-R-E-P-I-D-E-M-O-S. 
OS. It's Strong's number 3927. Again, it's Strong's number 3927. Okay, and let me get my Greek pronunciation on for you. Per epidemos. Per epidemos. Per epidemos. That would be it. And it means residing in a strange country, a sojourner. A sojourner, foreigner, literally someone passing through but still with personal relationship with people in that locale. Okay, so it's used three times in the Bible. It would appear in Hebrews 11 verse 13. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 1 and 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 11. So that's what it is. This is the Greek word for sojourner. All right. So we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11 and we're going to read verses 13 through 16. And then we're going to talk about that. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. And I'm looking at Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm looking at verses 13 through 16. And the word of God says this, verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. 14. For those who say such things declare plainly, that they seek a homeland. 15. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they could have had opportunity to return. Verse 16. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Sojourning. Just think about that. Can you imagine where it says, Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And they knew that this is before the Lord Jesus Christ came to the earth to do the work that has caused us to receive the gift of everlasting life. Amen. For all our sins to be forgiven. And the work he did on the cross for us. This is before that. So we need to get our minds and our hearts. To a space and a place. Where we can really appreciate. Soul journeying. Being a foreigner, that this, where we are right now, is not our home. And they realized that. Abraham realized that. And it said, by his faith, he was made righteous with God. See, the gift of salvation had not been made available to Abraham at the time that he was made righteous by his faith. And faith is a gift from God. But they understood that this was not their home. 
And when we look at verse 15, and truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to, to return. See, Abraham was called out from the land of Ur. And God told him that he wanted him to go to the land of Canaan. And Abraham basically asked God, well, where is it? And how will I know when I'm there? God said, that's not your concern. That's the beautiful thing is that Abraham recognized that God was speaking to him and he left everything that he knew, everything to follow God to a place he knew nothing about, didn't even know where it was located, but he wanted to be with God in this realm and that next realm. He became a stranger. As he was on his way home to his heavenly home. See, he wanted to be with God. And he welcomed that opportunity. Even if he would lose his life in pursuing it. Because he believed God. And he believed what God was speaking to him. So much that it became His purpose was to hear God's voice and seek after God. There was nothing else that mattered. There was nothing back in earth for him. And a lot of us, men and women of God, are pursuing things of this earth too passionately. See, your passion can never outlive your purpose because your purpose comes from God. And a lot of people are passionate about things. But passion is not a substitute for purpose. Purpose is of a divine nature. It's good that you're passionate. It's good that you have a, a focus about something. But it would never replace your purpose. That that God created you to do and to be. See, Abraham caught that very early in his spirit. Because he was allowing the process of his spiritual eyes to be open. He had physical eyes. But there were things that his physical eyes could not explain to him. And because he accepted that God was the giver of blessings, all blessings, he understood that that was the one thing that he must pursue. Because he had a desire to pursue God. See, when Abraham died, he basically had two heirs. But he was told that he would have so many descendants that 
it would be more than the sand that you basically could find on the beach. You couldn't even count it. That's how many descendants he would have. But he didn't see that in his natural state. But he believed it because God told him. So, there are things that we are not able to see with our natural eyes. But we believe in our hearts. Because God speaks to us. And we understand that it's God speaking to us. So sometimes, brothers and sisters... There will be those who are very near and dear to you who will question why you pursue a certain path. It's like those that had questioned Noah. There were things that God told Noah that had never even happened before. There was no such thing as rain nor a concept of rain. But Noah pursued the building of the ark because he believed God. So, sojourning is something that you really have to get in your spirit. And it should really fortify you and encourage you to stay the path to seek God's voice in your life and to obey God's voice in your life. It has nothing to do with other people situations, places, or things. It's about faith. And it's not faith if you can see it. It's that that you can't see. And there's evidence of God all in your life, in everything that we do, in everything that you know even if you can't see it. I can't see my heart. That's inside of my chest. If it was to be removed. And to be placed on a table. With other hearts. I wouldn't be able to. Know which one was mine. And I may only get one opportunity to select. And if I. Were to not select the right heart. It could mean that, hypothetically, wouldn't be able to get in my chest because I selected the wrong one. But see, I know that I have a desire for God and the things of God. Because of my connection with Him. And that I desire to be in a relationship with Him. And it's probably one of the greatest things that I have achieved in my life. And I know that I'm perceived different. And I'm all right with that. And men and women of God, if you are perceived different because you seek God, want to follow Him, want to love Him and honor Him and worship Him in everything that you do, it's a great thing to be different in. Because this, in verse 16, could definitely be something that encourages you. 
Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. See, you got to believe that the city exists. You got to believe that God exists. You have to believe that he is the one that built the city by his word. You may not see it in this lifetime. And why should you be concerned with that? When you know that God is an eternal God and that he lives in a place where no sin can enter in. Where there's no crying. There's no pain. There's no sickness. There's no death. There are no evildoers. They have no place in God's presence, let alone his home. That is something that we really need to focus on. See, Abraham had no desire to go back to his past life. And for us, men and women of God, that would be the life that you were living before you came into relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that life is one that was leading you to total separation. From the great I am that I am. From the Alpha and the Omega. From the author and finisher of your faith. Why would anybody. Want to hold on to a life. Where they were. Prideful. And murderers and liars and. Pimps and prostitutes and adulterers and fornicators and thieves and robbers and manipulators and con men and women and false witnesses and sexual predators and enjoying greed and lust and orgies of food and alcohol and mind-altering drugs, violence and mayhem, being expert in criminality, slander of the saints defamation of the sacred things of God, terrorizing children and corrupting children and crushing parents and elders and stealing and cheating those out of their inheritance and practicing racism and prejudices and bullying and just specializing in all things that are self-destructive. That's not a life that God sent his son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to die for you for. See, that's not the life that he has for you. So Abraham said something very powerful 
And I want us to look at it together. And that would be, we are going to go to Genesis 23, 4. So let's go back to the beginning. And Genesis 23, verse 4. And I'm turning back to be with you. And the word of God says this. And let's go back a couple of verses. Let's try verse 3. 23.3. I'm in Genesis. Again, in the New King James Version. Verse 3. Then Abraham stood up from before his dead and spoke to the sons of Heth, saying, For I am a foreigner and a visitor among you. Give me property for a burial place among you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. See, they recognized who Abraham was. And they respected him. And they recognized him because they recognized the God in him. They recognized that. He was a man that wanted to give honor in life and in death. And that they were things that had to be done. And look how he said that he wanted to properly take care of those who were dead and properly bury them. And that I'm a sojourner, I'm a foreigner. I'm a visitor among you, but I'm still going to do what is required as a man of God, as one who follows God. See, in this realm, yes, there is a world that is going on that is very distasteful distressing and evil. But we should not be discouraged because we have a home where God said he is honored to be called our God because he has prepared the place where we're going to be with him. This is amazing that Abraham speaks this truth to them. And they can have their customs. And they can have their way of doing things. And they can even have their gods. But Abraham is seeking after the most high God. 
because he has faith in that that he cannot see. And he believes because God said it. And that's all that matters. We have to really understand what sojourning is. That you understand that there's still a connection to the people here. But you're just passing through. And passing through means you still adhere to your father's voice. You still do what it is that he calls you to do. When all hell is breaking loose, stay the path. Seek his face and his voice in everything that you do. Now let's go over to Genesis 25:30. We're just going to go a couple of chapters over. And let's look at verse 30. So, and let's see what Jacob says. That would be Genesis thirty twenty five. Got to go just a little bit further. Please forgive me. Again, we're going to Genesis thirty twenty five. Again, Jacob is still talking. So let's look. And the word of God says this. Genesis 30 verse 25. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph. That Jacob said to Laban. Send me away that I may go to my own place and to my country. See, Jacob understood that his place was with God. His place wasn't with his uncle anymore. Because his uncle did not desire the things of God. His uncle was a very worldly man. And concentrated a lot on changing the wages of Jacob as often as he could to make himself more profitable. And was a manipulator, a deceiver. Jacob was like, you know what? I'm done with that. See, he understood that he was out of place. And that was not the place for him. And that there was a place where God was. And he was ready to move into that place. And some of us find ourselves there that we're in a place. But it's not the place. And we're ready to move. You're sojourning. You're passing through. 
God has created a place for you, a divine place, a heavenly place. But we have to go through some places in order to stay the path because God is with us. He's given us lessons. He's given us miracle signs and wonders. He's establishing in you that he is who he says he is. And he's going to do what he says he's going to do by his word. It's so much greater than your physical eyes and your physical body. so much more and your desire will grow and you'll be able to move fearlessly because death will not be a concern of yours because with God there will be no separation you understand eternity means eternity forever and ever Jacob was ready soul journey That's what we're talking about today. Now, let's go back to Genesis 24. I'm going to show you something very interesting. And I'm sure you've read these scriptures. But I just want you to see them a little bit different today than you might have looked at them in the past. We're going to go to Genesis 24. And we're going to look at verses 6 and we're going to look at verse 8. And the word of God says this, verse 6. But Abraham said to him, beware that you do not take my son back there. Hmm. Now let's look at verse 8. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back. Back there. Hmm, That's very interesting. And this is Abraham. Telling his servant. And the son he's speaking about. Is Isaac. (laughs) He says do not take him back there. Wow. See, he needed Isaac to be focused totally on the things of God and not to be distracted. And look at Abraham. Instructing the servant. Don't you take my son back there. Then his job was to go get the wife. But when we look at verse 8. He said if the woman is not willing to follow you. Then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. Said it twice. It's amazing. 
Isaac is the son of promise. <laughs> no. The promise were the promises of God. Spoke of a future, of an eternal future. That of a kingdom. Worthy of a king that would never die. That would be godly and priestly. See? So if you're feeling strange in this land that is not your home, that's a great thing. Because this isn't your home. It wasn't meant to be your home. The scriptures speak volumes about that place. That God has prepared for you. And that's what we need to be focusing on. Let me share with you Philippians chapter 3. And let's look at a couple of verses. And this would be the Apostle Paul speaking. We're going to go to verses 19 and 20. And see what the Word of God says. Philippians 3, verse 19. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame who set their mind on earthly things, 20, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, those who believe. It says, our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And for those whose citizenship is not in heaven, says whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Wow. What an indictment. It's a big difference for those who are sojourning. Yes, big difference. We're going to go to 1 Peter now. We're going to look at chapter 3 and we're going to look at verse 15. 
Again, I'm in First Peter, chapter 3, verse 15. And the word of God says this, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. The hope that is in you. It speaks to that final destination. See, there will be those that will be able to debate you in reference to worldly things. Well, what about the eternal things? The everlasting to everlasting. To the place where the most high God, your heavenly father, your Lord and savior, Jesus Christ reside. What would they say to that? So you have to always be ready to tell them. This is what it is for me. This is what I'm confident in. Because there will be those who will speak to you and discourage you. Well, it said this on the news or this is what's going on and you ought to just give up and this is as good as it gets and it's never going to change. It's not going to be any different and there will be always those that will have more and there will always be those that will do evil and lawlessness. Oh, But he says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. It's reverence. And the meekness is the power under control. That you can speak these things. And men and women will know. Oh. There is a divine light that exists in them. They have seen things. They know things. That only God could have shown them. And told them. It had nothing to do with their zip code. It has nothing to do with their zeros or lack of zeros in a bank account. It has nothing to do with their bloodline. It has nothing to do with their accomplishments. It has nothing to do with who they associate with. It has everything to do with their faith. And they Activate the faith. Because when you take everything away. What's left? Everything has been taken away. What's left? Your testimony. And those who have faith in God. There's nothing you can take from them. That would cause them to waver. It's nothing that you can do to them 
to cause them to lose heart. Because they know that they're sojourning. And this is not their final destination. That Zion is a real place. And they're on their way. And death is nothing for them to fear. Because there is no death in Christ. When you're in relationship. See. They understand. That they will be with their king. And they will be glorified. In the Old Testament. All they had was their faith. They were average men. And women. They would probably be considered nobodies. In today's society. Oh but they were somebody. To God. So much so that he said in his word he was honored to be called their God. Because they recognized who he was. Not for what he did. But they heard his voice. And at that time they believed. Believed so that they followed. And other people that they were connected to couldn't quite understand but they believed in the promises of God and that he was going to perform (coughs) everything that he had promised them amen let's go to the book of John and we're going to look at John 17, and look at verses 14 through 18. And the word of God says this. I have the red letter edition, so this is going to be Jesus speaking. Again, I'm in the book of John, chapter 17. I'm looking at verses 14 through 18. And the word of God says this, verse 14. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of this world but as I am not of this world verse 15 I do not pray that you should take them out of the world but that you should keep them from the evil one 16 that they are not of the world just as I am not of the world verse 17 sanctify them by your truth your word is truth 18 as you sent me into the world I also have sent them into the world praise God it's our Lord and Savior speaking to his father asking him 
to protect that that is like him and not of the world and not to remove us but to keep us from the evil one and that to be sanctified by the truth And he is the truth. The word is the truth. And just like Jesus was sent into the world, when he says, I didn't come for the righteous, I came to call the center to repentance. He says, uh, as you have sent me, Send them into the world. The Great Commission. It's amazing. That we have this divine word here. These divine truths and protections and purpose. Remember we talked earlier about passion. Your passion can never outlive your purpose. I'm so encouraged by this word today. Very encouraged and very honored to be a sojourner in a season called now. It just gives me a greater desire to serve and to follow and to pant after my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To move with purpose. Whether I see anybody on the journey with me or not, I see God. I see my Lord and Savior. I'm blessed to have the Holy Spirit upon me and moving in and out of my life. excited and I want that for you today I want to encourage you that it is yours for those who believe you got this going for you doesn't matter what's happening in the earth right now what matters is you can stand on the word of God and the promises because they're his promises to you. And they will be manifested. Abraham didn't doubt that. In all his humanness, he didn't doubt God. In our weaknesses, in our frailties, there's no reason to doubt God. No reason. We are going to go to John 14 and we're going to look at verse 23. 
And the word of God says this. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. I have the red letter edition. And it's Jesus speaking. I see red. Verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And he will come to him and make our home with him. Wow. And my study Bible says this. About verse uh, 22 and 23. Because the disciples were still expecting Jesus to establish an earthly kingdom and overthrow Rome, they found it hard to understand why he did not tell the world at large that he was the Messiah. Not everyone, however, could understand Jesus' message. Ever since Pentecost, the gospel of the kingdom has been proclaimed to the whole world, and yet not everyone is receptive to it. Jesus saved, saves the deepest revelations of himself for those who love and obey him. Let me say that again. It says Jesus saves the deepest revelations of himself for those who love and obey him. Wow. Savor that. Be encouraged, brothers and sisters, for those of you who really love and obey him. He saves the deepest revelations of himself for you. Soul journeying. It's great to be a soul journeyer. Don't be discouraged. Not now. You're too close. You've seen it in your heart and in your mind. You have felt it in the very depths of your soul. Heaven. Oh, it's a real place. Men and women of God, it's a real place. Because we serve a real God. Now I'm going to take you to the book of Revelation. We're going to go to chapter 21. And let's look at verses 3 and 4. And the word of God says this. Alrighty. I'm almost there. I apologize. Verse 3, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Verse 4, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. Amen. 
And my study Bible says this about verses 3 and 4. Have you ever wondered what eternity will be like? The holy city, New Jerusalem. That would be in Revelation 21.2. is described as the place where God will wipe away every tear forevermore. There will be no death, no sorrow, crying, or pain. What a wonderful truth. No matter what you are going through, it is not the last word. God has written the final chapter, and it's about true fulfillment and eternal joy for those who love him. We do not know as much as we would like, but it is enough to know the eternity with God would be more wonderful than we could ever imagine. Soul journey. A foreigner, literally someone passing through, but still with personal relationship with people in the locale. We are here to do God's work. We're here to tell them that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, died for them. That his blood paid for all the sins that they had committed. And that he got back up. He rose again. And that eternity is real. And the gift of salvation is real. What you're feeling and what you're experiencing as a sojourner is a beautiful and awesome thing. Keep it up. Keep the faith. And remember, save the loss at all costs. We love you and God bless. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. Why don't you?